Welcome to Saving Our Sisters podcast. I am your host, your girl, Lady Vicki L. Kemp. Thank you for being a part of the conversation. If this is your first time, I want to welcome you. I also want to invite you to share this podcast with your village so they too can be a part of the conversation. Today is going to be a powerful episode as the last one with special guest Letitia Harris. I'm so excited. If you heard that podcast, you already know how part two is about to be. Part one was entitled Single, Saved, and Frustrated. Part two will be titled Single, Saved, and Waiting, which is a spinoff of part one. So I already have on the line my girl, Letitia Harris. Welcome, Tish. How are you? Hey, Shug. Hey, Shug. How are you today? I'm so excited you are back with us. Thank you for having me again. Yes, again. yes. Last last um, episode, I said I had my water, and you said, girl, you need the tea. So today, <laughs> I got the teacup. I'm ready. Um the ladies, our Shugs, were so excited about part one, and they were like, Lady Kemp, now I know you are not about to leave us hanging. We need to know more from Letitia Harris. But let me say this, sister. I'm so excited that you shared your truth. Your transparency was through the roof, where I was like, wait a minute, Tish, wait, 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 wait. You didn't even tell me all that. So I want to talk today about you now yet being single still right you're still single mm-hmm. okay yes, ma'am. okay I'm, still single. I'm unmarried <laughs> all right and you are saved but yes ma'am. everybody don't know what that word means if we've been raised in the church we know what saved means so i think we need to define what it means so being saved means to be set apart your life um you live your life by the principles of the word. You are waiting for God to send you your godly husband, right? Is that how you Correct. would determine being saved? Absolutely. Okay. I have been set apart and I have, I am free from sin. Does it mean that I don't have thoughts or even accidents or falls, but I am living a life that I am trying my best to uh, live a life free of sin. Right. Trying. Yes. Yes. And that's very important to even say because we will fall off. I can remember when me and my husband were dating. We had some hiccups, but we picked it back up. We saddled back up and we kept on moving forward. So today I want to talk to you about being single, saved, and waiting, which is a spinoff of part one. You did such an incredible job. So I believe we left off at an important piece when we talked about the healed place. So, Tish, I want to ask you, how did you get to the healed place? What was your journey? What did it look like? Healing took, um, healing is a process. Healing isn't something that happens overnight. 
And I don't believe healing is one moment, um, this one day. I believe that's a miracle. Healing is the process. So in the process, um, I started going to what's called Celebrate Recovery. Our, the church that I was attending at the time mm-hmm. was offering Celebrate Recovery. And there was a quote that we would start every session with. And although I would hear it all the time growing up, and I even hear it now tossed around, it didn't have a a meaning to me until I was going through divorce. And that, that statement simply was, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And so I had to come to terms with where I was wrong, mm-hmm. what part I played in it. Because if we get honest about it, we've all seen the red flags. We chose to ignore them. Okay. We chose to settle for less than, or we allowed behaviors that shouldn't have been there, or we didn't heal, hence me being into the second marriage. We didn't heal before we go into the to the next relationship, and we're expecting the next relationship to heal us or to even be different from the last. Right, um, right. So I had to identify my issues I had to identify my patterns I had to identify my part of the problem because we have to be honest even if I am the victim I wasn't totally the victim I knew what I was getting into I knew what was going on I didn't I didn't know I was getting into a divorce but I did know a lot of the things that I was getting into um so you have to accept your part in the problem right part in how did we get here because you're not totally innocent and then not only accepting how you got here, you're part of the problem, but also recognizing what's not your responsibility. Because a lot of times I think as women, we take on burdens or we take on because we're so empathetic or sympathetic. We take on the burdens of others. We take on the feelings of others. We take on the silence to protect others when we don't have to. I don't have to live like this. That's this true. This is your problem. This that, is your cross to bear, not mine. That is very, very true. That is so true. And you stated that you had to own your truth, basically. Yes. In the relationship. Yes. So do you mind sharing with us just so somebody can hear? Because it might also be their truth. What was one of the truth that you had to own? That I had low self-esteem. Mm, which caused me to settle thinking I would never have anything more than what was being presented to me. What the enemy was literally presenting to me because of my low self-esteem, I was viewing relationships from that lens. This is the best that it would get. This is the best that it will be. And not really knowing who I am, who I was at the time and what I was called to do. I Today I can say, Ain't nobody got no business dating and you don't know what you're called to do. <laughs> that's yes. so true. But you know, when you have low self-esteem, that's a whole... Girl, that's a whole nother show. Right. <laughs> right. When you yeah. have low self-esteem and you don't have the confidence in yourself, you will stay stuck. And the enemy really ministers to you when you are in that place yep. of not knowing yeah. who you are, knowing not knowing that you are a woman of value. That's a whole nother area where the enemy, he strategically hits women at. I've been there. Low self-esteem yes. is the enemy's playground. Yes, yes. And it's his you, playground. So because you don't see yourself as more than, right. then I can always present what's less than. Right. And cause you to settle and be yoked into relationships. And for many people, I'm not going to say all, 
many people, they don't ever realize the pattern. They just feel like it's everybody else. When, no, let's deal with you. This is your low self-esteem causing you to have bad decisions, causing you to be in these relationships. Stop. At some point, stop. <laughs> and you know, um, you're right. And it takes courage to own or to look at yourself in the mirror. Yeah. I've did conferences yeah. where I literally use a mirror and I put the mirror in the person's face. And I say, when you look in this mirror, what is it that you see in yourself? And surprisingly, some women say, I'm good. No, see, there you go. Because we all got something. Right. That right. we need to evolve from, change, move forward, be better. So, Improve. Or just that we want, like, I'm looking in the mirror as we speak. And I see moles on my face. I wish they were gone. <laughs> <laughs> that double chin. Right. I wish it was gone. Right. Am I living? Am I fine? Yeah, but there's some things but that I wish something. could be different. Yes. It could be something that could be different. Yeah, even and on, so right. Even on your best day. Here. Even on your yeah. best day, you can still be better. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So and thank even you. on my best day, I still need the grace of God. <laughs> right. Even on the best day. That grace so. covers us when we couldn't cover ourselves. God's right. grace covered us when we were in our broken moments. Thank you. Yes. I, I just thank love you. that you share your truth. You can really tell when a person is free, when you're able to be transparent. So yeah. moving forward, um, Tell me, my sister, my sugar, what advice would you give to a single sister that is waiting on their kingdom man? You know that chapter's in my in my book, my <laughs> yes, book. It is. It <laughs> at is. Proverbs. For those kingdom some of man. us are still waiting on our kingdom man. What advice um, would you give after all that you have been through? You've seen two kind of men, and not mm-hmm. bashing them because we're not here. We're not on here to bash men. We're right. just here. To let the world know what we have learned, what we have experienced, and how we can teach women on how to move forward and what to look for. So, what advice would you give to a single sister? Um, but one of my grandparents' favorite scriptures is Proverbs 11. Um, and it says, where there is no counsel, the people fail. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Mm, um, yes. You need to go to counseling. I am an advocate. You need Jesus and a therapist to, to help <laughs> you work through some of your issues. Say that again. Individually. Say that again. You need Jesus and a therapist too. <laughs> you need G God. The Lord has given us therapists and counselors to help us walk, walk through and work through some of why? our best. And why don't we... Why do people see therapy as if it's a bad thing? It's a benefit. Because they feel like it's a lot easier to hold up a magnifying glass for someone else than it is to look in the mirror and look at yourself. That's true. And that take, when you go to therapy, you are held accountable and yes. they make you do the work. Right. You got to do the right. work. It's like if you gonna, if you want to be better, if you want to thrive, if you want to live victoriously, you got to do the work. And you can't do the work lying to yourself. Right. right. A lot of times right. we lie to ourselves. That ain't me. I'm good. I'm okay. No, I am. I had to look at myself, Tish, a few times and say, you know what, Vicky, you got to come up in this area because right here you a mess and you are doing more harm to yourself than good. Right, right. So that's some good advice. That's some good advice. Do you have any more advice that you would give to a single sister? I'm talking about a single woman that is waiting, 
that is just wanting to be married so bad, what would you tell her? Well, there are actually three things that I have to tell myself all the time. One of which, have accountability partners. Have those people in your corner because a lot of times we have friends mm-hmm. and our friends, as we would say, birds of a feather stick together, flock together. Mm-hmm. Your friends are co-signing your reckless behavior. Mm. Have that friend that's willing to go against what you want to do. Right. I'm sipping on no. my tea. Mm. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that because that's destructive to your purpose or destructive to your future or that's you're settling. Have those accountability partners that will hold you accountable. Right. So what you are waiting for. Um, another thing that I've had to do is even I've had to shut out social media sometimes because we look at social media and let's be real. We think, Lord, you gave her a husband and we know <laughs> what she was doing. And I'm sitting here and I'm trying to serve you. I'm trying to be one of your I'm, kids. I'm trying, she Lord. It got nothing to do with you. And you even gave her that good of a husband. So sometimes you have to literally shut out social media yeah. because it, the enemy will play there. See, see, you trying to do it the right way and look what you end up with. She doing it how she want to do it and look what she got. Because we're always so, comparing. We compare. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's her life. Yeah. Deal with me, God, so I can see my journey, my path, my mistakes. But we women got it bad at comparisons, jealousy, um, while you're waiting, Tish, we should be cheering our sister on. Right. You know, like, right. let me celebrate you because my turn is coming. But right. women don't do that. And I don't understand it. But it's it's the reality in the day in which we living in. And, and I pray that my sisters get it to know, celebrate your sister until it's your turn. Even if you don't celebrate them, if you sit quietly on the sidelines, you don't know what they deal with when they go home. See that part they, right I, there. I, they're, they're posting it for the gram. They posting it for the book. But what are they struggling with when they go home? I'm so don't on be my envious team. of what somebody else is going <laughs> past. Right. Because pictures and filters make it look real good. Mm-hmm. Pictures and filters make it look real good. Right. And you ought not be, we shouldn't, we can't, you can't be, and that takes work. That takes a lot of prayer and staying before the Lord because why are we envious? Yeah. But that comes back to what you said, being insecure. Yeah. Not having confidence. You will fall into those categories of jealousy, of comparisons, of, of, you know, Mm-hmm. Feeling like you got to compete against your sister, I gotta, and I hence got to settle for what the enemy is offering. Right, because I'm trying to keep up with the Joneses. Right, <laughs> I'm interrupting you because this is so good. I'm sipping on my tea. Okay, keep yeah. going. What what advice would you give? <laughs> and the other thing I had to do was make a list, not okay. with a person in mind, mm-hmm. but I had to make a list for okay, God, this is who you've shown me who I am. You show me where I'm going, what my assignment is. Mm -hmm. This is what I desire in a husband. Mm -hmm. Because his word says he will give you the desires of your heart. Not asking for anything that's out of the norm. I'm not asking for you to turn water into wine. I'm just asking for a good, godly husband. And this is the list. This is what I want in a husband. So I made that list so that when somebody does try to present themselves, no, this ain't. (laughs) That ain't on my list. Yeah, you 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 can't. Now, is it? Do I have one of those lists that he got to be six four? He got to be bald and chocolate? No, not at all. But on my list, the number one is he's got to have a relationship with God. 
I need a praying man. If he cannot pray, he cannot call me. Period. You can't call God, you sure can't call me. Period. Because I need to know that in the event something was to happen to me and I could not touch heaven for myself or my children, I've got a husband that's covering me in prayer. He is going to God for me. Um, Come on, Tish. That's it. It's having a realistic list. Yes. He got to be 6'4". He got to make six figures. No, God will provide. Right. But let's make a realistic list on the characteristics of a godly man that will help me walk alongside my purpose. Right. Um, so making that list, and not only do I make, did I make that? I made that list two, three years ago. I pray over my husband. I don't have a husband, but I pray over him almost every day. Okay. God, wherever he is, That's bless good. the work of his hands. That's allow good. his allow the work of his hands to be productive. Bless him on his job. Allow his business to flourish. If he has children, God, allow him to be a great father. Bless his children. I pray for my husband almost every day. Girl, that's awesome. And that's that that's that scripture, Proverbs 18 and 21. Life and death is in the power of your mouth. So you are speaking in the atmosphere based on the results you want to see. I like it. I like yeah. it. That's really real. So do you ever take away from your list or add to your list? I have Tell recently, the truth. <laughs> I have recently added to my list. Okay. I have recently added to my list based on I did take away from my list because on my list at first was he could not have a baby mama. <laughs> that was my requirement. Wait, 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 wait. Let me get some tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was on my list. And it was because of my experience of the past. Of the past and how is that when you I have children? Through. Answer that for me real fast. How could God, you ask God that? God can do anything but fail. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We know that's true. <laughs> but I had to come to terms with that's unrealistic because I have children and teach there's a hurt that's still there that needs to be healed. Right, right. So heal that. And once God started to reveal that to me, uh, I was able to take that off the list. All right, he can have a baby mama. Okay. But. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, God, he can have this. Right. We're still working. But it's some other things that I've uh, recently added, um, such as I needed him to be um, integral. I needed him mm-hmm. to be a community leader because mm-hmm. how am I going where I go and my husband doesn't handle business integrally integ- with integrity? How am I going where I'm going and my husband's name is tarnished in the community? That ain't going to work. That's paramount though. And, and, and this is really good that you are telling the single ladies to make a list because why don't we talk to God? Why don't we tell him? Or asked him, Lord, can I have this? Lord, can I have that? Because he's God. And it's nothing too hard for the God that we serve. So this is really good. you'll even begin to reveal to you yourself in the list of your husband. Because like I said, I started to realize this is an unresolved hurt. Mm-hmm. And then later on, I started to realize I have, I had, un- or still dealing with unresolved issues from my childhood. I would have never, ever imagined had I not been praying for my husband and saying, God, how do I become the wife? Because I believe that marriage is about serving. Marriage isn't about what I can get out of the marriage, but Mm -hmm. more so Mm -hmm. what I can give. And so how do I become the wife to be even equipped to handle this man that I'm praying for? 
I can't pray for a godly man and I don't live godly. I can't right. pray for a man that is um, a community leader and I don't like people. Like, <laughs> right. And you can't ask God for a praying man when you're not a praying woman. Right. Right, and I think right. that's the beauty of praying is that God will show you, you know, I can't give you that man because you can't even master this part of your life. Right. right. You know, because right. I know. For you. Yeah. Like me being married to Bishop Kemp, there were several times on my journey of evolving. I'm like, I'm not even where I'm supposed to be. And I had right. to do the work. Lord, you got to help me. I wanted God to help me and that's another piece to it you gotta want change you gotta want to see yourself yeah and a lot of time we got this list women are pulling out this list and saying god here is my laundry list but god was like but what are you doing in the meantime so tish what are you doing in your meantime that wasn't on my list of questions but since i'm here what are you doing in the meantime while you're waiting i'm Mm -hmm. waiting and just like the word says waiting, when you go to the restaurant, what do you have? You have staff that waits on you. They are mm-hmm. serving. They're not just standing there on the sidelines looking, waiting, and wishing. They are waiting. Mm-hmm. So in my waiting, I am serving. I mm-hmm. am active in my church, active with my children, active um, doing the things that I can for my own personal ministry, uh, working in the fellowship, serving you as well. Um I am waiting. I'm not sitting at home daydreaming. Do I have a wedding planned out? Check my Pinterest board. I sure do. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, girl. Talk about it. That's good. From the invitations to the honeymoon. Check Pinterest. It's all there. (laughs) And that's good. I I know my daughter, Alexandria, now guiding. She did the same thing. When she gave her planning to Joy Perkins, it was like, what? It was all done. All they Mm -hmm. had to do was carry it out. And that's, that's a faith move. You know what I'm saying? And you do serve. I thank you for everything that you do for me. But that's the grace on your life. That's great. That's what you call grace. You know what I'm saying? But I, I do believe. And not grace for it. No. And it doesn't mean no. a lot of times because I've heard people say, well, I can't do what you do. That's fine because God gave me this gift. He graced me for this. But he graced you for something else. Even if that was to clean the toilet, you clean that toilet to your husband get here and you don't stop cleaning the toilet because now you got what you've asked God for. Exactly. Unless your husband says, I don't want you to clean the toilet no more. That's a whole other story. But when your husband comes, he's not going to take you from the mystery that God has graced you for. Right. That's and that's so important. And that's that's a man that loves you and honors your gift. You you right. get do you, you feel me? You feel me on that? Yep. That's mm-hmm. a man that reverence the God on your life, the call on your life. And he does not mind catapulting you and pushing you so that gift can, you know, come out more. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I think that's very important that you pray for that type of man. Like, Lord, you know what I need. And sometimes let me just put a twist on it. Let me get a little sip of tea. (laughs) Sometimes. God give you what you need and not what you want. Because right. sometimes what we want, come on here. It's not, it's not well, good. My list from five years ago ain't my list from today. Mm-hmm. It's two totally different things. Mm-hmm. I had, after the divorces, I did date a great man. He was an amazing man. An amazing man. He didn't believe in God. 
I remember the first time we Sis, sat down for a you day. just <laughs> keep changing the game. He didn't believe in you said he, he did believe not in believe in God. He, well, he did. He believed in a God, but not the God. And he had said he had prayed over our food, and he said, "Mother, Father, God." And I said, "Wait a minute! Did you just say the MF word? Did you just cuss over my food? Because I ain't eating this." And he said, "No, Mother, Father, God is a mother and a father." He just had this whole explanation, and in time, I finally got to the point where I realized, "You're a great man." However, where I'm going, I can't take you with me. Because mm, I am called that's... to. <laughs> to ministry and I've argued enough in the last two marriages that when I get to the next one I ain't doing all of that I'm going to go somewhere and sit down and pray and God is either going to deal with my heart because I'm wrong, he's going to deal with his heart because he's wrong or he's going to get both of us I can't pray to God about you and you don't believe in the God that I'm praying to this ain't going to work unequally yoked Mm -hmm. you have problems when Mm -hmm. you move in your own will and you do right. not move in the will of God what have we been taught since we were little girls make sure that you are equally yoked yeah wow yeah. wow that's good yep. Tish that's so good so you even would like I said if I would have asked for a husband five years ago mm-hmm. it would have had nothing to do with church it would have had nothing to do with prayer <laughs> it would have had nothing to do with ministry nothing yeah nothing at all and ministry doesn't necessarily mean you know i want a certain caliber man no i want a man that is clear of his assignment of what god has given him to do Mm -hmm. whatever it is right if it's being the bus driver to drive the folks to church then so be it can you do that can you just drive the bus right right and so like i said what i would have asked for five years ago ain't what i'm asking for even now it's not but you've got it. That takes the time of you sitting before God and saying, God, what is it about me? Show me me right. so that it changes your desire. Right. When he shows you who you really are and where you're going, your taste in me and change. I believe that's true. I, I know it to be true. I'm going on marriage now 29 years. So I know it to be true. And, and we yes. learn. You learn on the journey you know, what we knew 10 years ago, 15 years ago is different today. Yeah. You know what yep. I'm saying? Life is always moving forward. We should always be evolving and we should always yeah. be doing the work on ourselves. Right. And a lot of times we find ourselves praying, you know, Lord, get them, get them, get them. No, God didn't say pray a prayer to get them. Yeah. Now, we know that Psalms. 37, I believe, said that he'll cut them down. <laughs> he'll get them. But your motive and how you pray. Yeah. Let me say that. The motives, the purity of your heart, how you pray and how you entreat God based on yeah. what your desires are. He said, because what are if our ways please okay. him? He said that he would give us the desires of our heart. And that yes. that's beautiful. Yes. But if we're praying with the wrong motives, with the wrong intentions to see somebody hurt, although our emotions, let's be real. We've been hurt. A lot of women have been in pain. You want, Lord, I need you to get that nigga. Right. Excuse me. And we might even it's be what justified. It is. The Lord probably Yes. But at what point do we say now? Because at one point in time, we were the ones that needed to be got. So at some point when you get to that healing, you have to learn to extend the grace. It doesn't mean yes. that I have to reconcile and that we have to get back 
together. And even then your prayers change. Mm-hmm. God, give them grace. God, give them mercy because I know what you're getting ready to do to them. They may yes. not be able to handle it. Yes. God, give them mercy. God, help them to see, help them to learn, help them to be better. Mm-hmm. And when you, when you come from that heal place, your prayers about your enemies even shift. Yeah. Every day is it, no, I'm not praying for them because they have done just too much. I will not pray for them. The Lord is sick of hearing me pray about them. Right. Them, his kids. He know about his kids. He don't need me to tell me about his kid, him about his kids. But then he gets to that point. Well, you, you, my kid too. Right. How many days did you act up? Mm-hmm. And I showed you grace. That great. Give, give grace. We want God to give us grace. You right. But we do not. You hear me? We do not want to extend that same grace. And then we forget to look back. What did you do to cause the pain upon yourself? Because like you said in the beginning, it wasn't all him. Right. Sometimes we got to say, you know what? I bypassed the wisdom of the mothers, them church mothers. Come on. Come on. (laughs) That I remember my my mother told me years ago, you better let that convict alone. When I was Mm -hmm. in college, you better let that boy alone. You bypass those voice. Why? Because this this flesh. Mm-hmm. wants to be it satisfied wants we want the love that we feel we should have and God was saying girl I'm warning you see God give us warning but we don't heed to the That's warning the and you know the words say warning come before, before destruction. destruction so when we when women have um, hit the part of destruction it's because at this point you gotta say you know what I did this to myself because yeah. I did not take heed to the wisdom that was given to me. But you can't even stay in there because a lot of you times can't. when we get into that destructive, like I'm here and we want to wallow in it and mm-hmm. we want to allow depression to overtake us mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we want to disappear and we want to overeat or overshop. Mm-hmm. We cannot afford to alcohol, stay in that drugs, sunken, sunken place. Right. You can't afford to stay there because mm-hmm. now you're isolated. And the enemy is even planning and plotting in your isolation stage. Mm-hmm. So I, I did it. I made the mistake. I didn't acknowledge the red flags. I didn't listen to my mama when she said X, Y, and Z and leave him alone. I didn't listen to my girlfriend when she said he was trying to sleep with her. I did everything but pay attention. Now I'm here. Now I'm How here. How do I learn from this? Right. How do I move on from this and not make this mistake again? Mm-hmm. Go yeah, back, I go. I, I'll tell you how you go back and revisit the wisdom that was given to you the first time. So the next time you you gonna take heed and you gonna pay attention to what they told you the first time. As, you know what I'm saying? Say a hard head make a soft behind. A Keep soft on behind. Keep doing what you want to. <laughs> this is good. This is good. You'll get it right after so, a while. This is so good. I have one last question for you. I thank you so much for being just a part of the conversation because somebody right now is hurting. Somebody right now, woman, is stuck. So I have to ask you the power question. How do you stay saved while you are waiting? Mm. Knowing who I am and knowing that I can't be linked to everybody the call on my life attracts others, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. It, it, it attracts all kinds. I'll say that it attracts all kinds, but knowing I cannot afford 
to give my attention to you because I give my attention to you. You may be the very reason why I'm derailed and I cannot afford that again. I've had too many mistakes. I've had too many mess ups. I will not live a life of failure. And so, and that is one of the things that I uh, constantly tell myself because people say you all, you take all these hits. For example, I've shared only a piece of my testimony. There's been way more that what has still hasn't been shared um, on this platform. How did you take so much and you're still going? And that's simply because I refuse to allow failure to be the last thing you remember about me. I've got to move forward. I've got to move on. And because of that, like I said, it caused me to change my mindset. Everybody and everything does not deserve my attention. That's good. Every man does not deserve my attention. And even if 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 you are trying to take me to Ruth's Chris, I can buy my own. I can afford my own. Come on I don't here. need you to take me to Come on here, Queen. I'm that bored tonight. Come through, I need Queen. company tonight that I'm hopping in somebody else's DMs. I'm that lonely tonight that I'm entertaining a married man. We're not doing that. No. So when you really sit down and spend that time with God and allow him to show you you, that's your hurts, your pains, your purpose, your destiny, where he's taking you, the call that he has on your life, and you accept that, it's not until you fully accept and surrender to the will of God that you're able to tell everything else no. Because I'm accepting and surrendering to the will of God, that's outside of the will of God, so I ain't got time for that. Right. That's outside of the will of God, so I'm not even going to play with that. Does that mean that every day is perfect? Absolutely not. Does it mean that I've made mistakes? Absolutely. I'll be the first to tell you, and I'll even tell you about the mistakes. But I don't live, I don't allow the mistake to become the lifestyle. It was a mistake. We ain't going to have this happen again. I've learned from it. I'm not going to allow this to be a lifestyle. So don't let the mistake become your lifestyle. Know who you are. Know who God has called you to be. Know the ministry that he has given you is valuable and that only you can do it. Mm -hmm. There are going to be people that um, you won't reach if you're not in position to reach them. Right. And their blood is not on your hands. Do you want to get to heaven to have to give an answer to that? I didn't even have to give an account to why I didn't reach who I was trying to reach because I was busy chasing somebody that was no good for me. Right. You're That's not going to do that. That's so, good. knowing who God has called you to be and not allowing the mistake to become your lifestyle. And, and learning yes. to forgive. Forgive literally means to give away. I'm not going to hold and harbor these feelings against you that did wrong to me Mm -hmm, or what mm -hmm. I feel that I should have. I'm going to give this away. I'm casting my cares on him because he cares for me. This is good. This is really good. Thank you so much. And that's really, really, that's really, really powerful that you would even say that. And I know it's encouraging to be able to share because a lot of women that are waiting are struggling. You know what I'm saying? They're really struggling. Like, Lord, I'm tired of waiting. I've been waiting for so, so long. But like you said, it's a benefit when you wait. The wait is worth it. Oh, the sufferings of this present time shall (laughs) not be compared to the glory that is coming after this wait. Yeah, well, you ain't got me waiting for no. You ain't got me waiting just because you bored, God. Like I have to, because I, I have my days. I'm frustrated. I'm impatient. I'm frustrated, and because I'm wait, I felt like I've waited long enough 
Can you give it to me? Like, already? hurry. Come on, God. Hurry up. Like, come a on. Like, meal takes uh, yes. a minute to cook. I think I went to Fleming's Steakhouse out here. And when they explained to me how they prepare their steaks, mm-hmm. that's the reason why they come to my plate and table so good mm-hmm. is because of the preparation phase. It mm-hmm. takes time. It takes God, what time. what you have for me. So I can time. afford to wait because I, I can't afford not to wait. Right. Don't allow your impatience to cr- cause you to settle. Don't settle. Don't settle. settle. That's a Don't previous. Settle. That's one of my first episodes on Saving Our Sisters podcast was entitled Don't Settle because a lot of single women settle. And then that's when the hurt and the pain come because mm-hmm. you did not want to wait. So spiritually, we're going to end with this. Pray. You know what I'm saying? That's our advice. Spiritually, pray. Find yourself like Letitia. She didn't say she was perfect. Let's do a little disclaimer here. But she is busy about her father's business. While she is waiting, she is serving. She's being a mother. She's working. She's educated. She has her own ministry. So while you are waiting on your kingdom, man, find you something that you love to do. Know what your passion is. Pay attention to that. While God is sending you the man of your dreams. Thank you for sharing today, my sister. This has been amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Thank it you. Was an honor. Yes. Thank you, Should. And until the next time out there in podcast land, blessings. Don't forget to share. And you are welcome to visit me at my website if you would like to have any questions answered. I will also upload Letitia Harris's information should you like to contact her individually we welcome you to do that but you can visit me at my website vickylynnkemp.com and until the next time my sisters blessings hey should